likely a potential lab incident in Wuhan. Let me step back for a second. You know, the FBI has folks, agents, professionals, analysts, virologists, microbiologists, etc., who focus specifically on the dangers of biological threats, which include things like novel viruses like COVID, uh, and the concerns that, that in the wrong hands, some bad guys, a hostile nation state, a terrorist, a criminal, the threats that those could pose. So here you're talking about a potential leak from a Chinese government controlled lab that killed millions of Americans and that's precisely what that capability uh, was designed. And that is precisely what happened and that is precisely what I told everybody two, uh, more than two years ago. Designed, made in that lab, released by China in order to bring down Western economies and bring down the President of the United States, and it was successful. Oh, no, you don't have to read between the lines with Christopher Ray. He was very, very clear about that yesterday. There was another train derailment yesterday with a train carrying some harmful chemicals, this time in Florida in florida had propane fuel in one of the uh, trains in one of the cars there by the way the reason all these train derailments are going on now you're going to learn soon new laws are going to be passed they're going to call these areas unsafe and you're going to have to move out to a 15 minute city is what they're calling them now they've got them in china they've got them in spain they've got them across europe 15 minute cities if you want to know more about it you can look it up c40 c40 is where you'll find more details if you just type that into your google browser c40 you'll learn more about or you can just type in 15 minute cities and that is the plan these areas are unsafe palestine ohio is unsafe got to get out of there everybody has got to move to a 15 minute city created by the authoritarian government by the way, speaking of East Palestine, Ohio, the air there has high concentrations now of nine harmful chemicals. Even the EPA says, well, no, it's all good. Oh, it's all good there. No, it's not. People with rashes and lung conditions and heart palpitations and voices that sound like they're on helium when they try to talk. That's East Palestine, Ohio right now. But, you know, the EPA says it's all good. Everything's fine. Fifteen-minute cities. Look it up. Donald Trump is soaring over potential 2024 challengers, leading by double digits. According to Mining Consult this morning, the latest survey showing that Donald Trump is leading Governor DeSantis by 18%. No other potential candidate listed as a double digit like that. Mike Pence is in third place with 7%. When asked who they would choose as a second option, Trump voters say Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis voters say Donald Trump. Will we see a Trump DeSantis ticket? No. Uh-uh. That ain't never going to happen. A mama who lost her sons to fentanyl testified before Congress yesterday. It was gripping. It was heart-rendering. If you're Joe Biden and you're allowing this border to be open and you have not militarized the border... If you're Joe Biden and you are not treating this as a war, which is exactly what this mama said yesterday, this is a war. Act like it, she said. But yet, this president refuses to even say the word fentanyl, much less 
do anything about fentanyl flowing into the country, killing people like her children. I got details about that coming up. Lightfoot is out, and you'll never guess. Oh, yes, you will. I'll give you time during the break. You'll never guess what she's blaming for her loss in Chicago last night. And it pays to be a homeless criminal in America. Got details about that. Your phone call is coming up as well at 210-599-5555. Trey Ware, KTSA. Hey, it's Sean and... And online at KTSA.com. Thank you, Scott of us. We'll be listening today. That's a good one to get your morning started. Yeah. Put you in the right frame of mind. Shake it up this morning at 518 at KTSA. Rebecca Kiesling appearing before Congress yesterday. What a gripping, gripping testimony. Just two short years ago, the border was secure. The, the policies of Donald John Trump as President of the United States worked. And, oh, yeah, there were still people coming across the border, but the number was infinitesimal. And, oh, yeah, there were certain drugs that made it across the border, but, again, the number was infinitesimal. Why? Well, because Donald Trump had put in uh, various policies to control the border. See, you can't really close the border because we've got business and we've got traffic that has to come back and forth, but what we want to do is control the border. And when you remove those policies on day one of your president, as Joe Biden did, well, of course, the results, The as an old fart like Joe Biden would say, like jackass Joe would say, the proof is in the pudding. It's in the eating. And yeah, we're now eating the fruits, and our children are eating the fruits of Joe Biden's policies. Folks, the fentanyl deaths in America are Joe Biden's fault. Tell everyone you know. He has opened the door, the southern door to the United States of America, allowing fentanyl to flow, and of course meth and other drugs as well, to flow into every major city in the United States of America, including San Antonio. And people are dying in droves. It's Joe's fault. He did that. Joe Biden did it. Joe Biden is responsible. His policies, his change to the Donald Trump policies of controlling the border, opening the border wide open, has allowed criminal elements south of the border in business with China, and I happen to believe my personal opinion is Joe profits from this. He's got too many contacts with China with his Biden crime family who has enriched him over the years and has enriched his son over the years with cash money. And now we have American kiddos dying in droves all over our country. And it is his fault. Rebecca Kiesling lost her sons, Caleb and Kyler, in 2020 to fentanyl overdoses. Officials have said that of the 108,000 overdose deaths in 2021, more than 80,000 were fentanyl. 
Now, that number skyrocketed in 2022. We don't have the final numbers yet. Fentanyl is made in Mexico using Chinese precursors smuggled across the border. Yes, it comes through ports of entry. Of course it does. But it also comes through areas that are not ports of entry. And basically what they do is when they come up, they'll bum rush an area where our guys are set up, and our guys are busy changing diapers, literally, feeding babies, literally. And while our guys are doing that, right over there, a couple of miles away, the drug runners, they're called mules, are bringing a fentanyl in, and it goes all over the country, and it kills our kids. Again, I believe just as COVID was released to kill Americans and to bring down our economy, I believe that, yes, this is a war on our children, on our youth in America by bringing fentanyl in here. These countries have declared war on our country, and we ought to act like it's a war. We need a war footing on this. In fact, Rebecca Kiesling said yesterday, this is war. Act like it. She said, we have a weather balloon from China going across our country. No one died, and everyone's freaking out about it. But 100,000 die every year, and nothing is being done. Not enough is being done. Numbers are going up, not down, said Miss Kiesling after two of her sons died. It's irreplaceable. I've lost two children myself, and it's irreplaceable. The hole will never be filled. And you fight, and you fight, and you fight hard so that nobody else will lose children as well. And this administration, keep in mind, he'll send up an F-22 to blow the squiggly man balloon out of the sky. He blew three of them out of the sky, and they said they were car dealership balloons. That's what they told us. He'll do that, but he won't do anything anything to militarize our border to act like it is a war on our people Ms. Kiesling went on to say Americans every year are having their children 200,000 because it's both parents 200,000 are having their children taken away from them you're welcoming drug dealers across our border you're giving them protection and you're not protecting our children this is war Act like it and do something. She's right on the money. Well, uh, Lori Lightfoot is out as the uh, Chicago mayor. So she lost the vote last night. She says she was treated unfairly because she's black and she's a woman. That's why she lost. She did not get a fair vote. It was not a fair fight. This was not fair at all because you know what? There's a bunch of racist misogynists here in Chicago. <laughs> they don't like black women up here. You know, I'm so tired of hearing this. <laughs> Her soft on crime policies, just like Mayor Ron Nirenberg's soft on crime policies, transform Chicago into a filling, killing field. And Mayor Ron Nirenberg will transform San Antonio into a killing field just like Chicago. He's soft on crime like Lightfoot was soft on crime. By the way, Chicago, if you're worried about your place as being the number one killing field in America, don't worry about it. The two guys that won that are going to be on a runoff in April, they are two radical, radical leftists. So Chicago's position as the killing fields of America is safe, everybody in Chicago. That's not going to change. It's not going to become a safe city. The people who are replacing her both are radical leftists as well who are soft on crime 
like Ron Nirenberg is in San Antonio, soft on crime, wanting to transform San Antonio into a hellhole like Austin, into a hellhole like San Francisco. I've called it San Antonio for a long time. Into a hellhole like Chicago. And business folk, if, if you give him any money for his campaign, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see the stories on KSAT or Ken's. I don't want to read about it in the Express News when people start bashing into your store and stealing your stuff. I don't want to hear it. You have a chance to stop this man and his policies right now before May comes. You have a chance to stop this nonsense of going soft on crime in San Antonio. And if you're going to feed his campaign cash... And you're not going to take an active position, and I'm not talking about writing an editorial. I'm talking about an active position in the streets against this soft-on-crime change they're trying to make to the city's charter. When they come and bust into your store, when they start stealing your stuff, when they start doing smash and grabs at your store, you don't have a gripe coming because that's what you voted for, okay? If you give Ron Nirenberg one dime for his re-election, or any of those people on that city council for their re-election, you give any of them one dime for their re-election, because they all support it. And if you don't take a position, an active position in the streets, fighting against this change to the city charter, which would be soft on crime, if you don't do that, well, when your store is robbed in the middle of the night or in broad daylight, or when there's a smash and grab at your corner store, Mr. Valero, Mr. H-E-B, Mr. whatever, you, I don't want to hear you say a word. In fact, the only words I want to hear you say is, I deserve it because that's what I voted for. You got a chance right now, right now, to do something about it. The question is, will you? That's my challenge to you. That's my challenge to the business community of San Antonio. You have a chance, but it's going to take getting rid of Ron Nirenberg in May and making sure that you defeat this proposal, this soft-on-crime proposal. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Most professional exterior paint jobs are guaranteed. <laughs> Morning. 537. 537. 550 KTSA, FM 1071, Trey Ware Page, KTSA.com. Very warm today and 90 possible storms tomorrow afternoon. And a lot of wind, a lot of wind, a lot of wind. So the teachers' unions have done more to destroy public education than anything else I can think of. And they are funded by radical leftist Democrats who then funnel the money. It's, 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 it really is a great money laundering scheme. It really is. Because then they funnel money back to them in terms of uh, campaign donations and all that kind of stuff. And they really have destroyed public education in America to the point where now, you know, it's more important to teach all this trans crap, you know, and all the gay crap and all that kind of stuff, you know, and do it without parents knowing. That, that's what the teachers' unions have done. And Randy Weingart, cut six, Randy Weingartner is the, uh, the head of one of the big teachers' unions, the biggest teachers' union in America. And she's a radical leftist. She really is. She she is personally responsible for a lot of what's happened in our public education system today, which has destroyed it and dumbed down our kids, which for a radical socialist communist Marxist like her, that is the idea. You want to dumb folks down 
so that you can destroy the history of the country. It's all in Marx. Read Marx. And then rebuild it the way you want to build it with Marxism and authoritarian government in charge of every last thing that you do. And that's what she's about. She's in front of the Supreme Court yesterday screaming about uh, student loans and how the Supreme Court should give the president the authority to get rid of student loans. Listen to this. All of a sudden, when it's about our students, they challenge it. The corporations challenge it. The student loan lenders challenge it. That is not right. That is not fair. And that is what we are fighting as well when we say cancel student debt. Uh huh. Okay. Well, first of all, there's no canceling of student debt. That that is that's not right. There is no such thing as canceling student debt. Okay. When you hear that, that is a gaslight. That is a fake word in the middle of this story. Whether it's coming from her or the president, there's no canceling of debt. Let's be clear. The truth matters. Clearness matters. Understanding what the fight is about matters. This is not canceling of debt. This is transferring debt from people who don't want to pay it, who made an obligation and a promise that they would, but instead of holding them to that promise, instead of holding them that to, to that uh, guarantee that they would pay it, we're now in a position where we're going to say, you don't have to pay it, baby. We're, we're going to transfer it to working people like you. And if you get up with me every day and you drive in with me every day and you stare at red brake lights, there's no canceling of student debt. They're putting it on you. They're going to make you pay the student debt for other people. And and a lot of these other people come from very wealthy families, very wealthy backgrounds. There are highfalutin white liberals who live in the suburbs who made a promise that they would pay this back, and now, uh-uh, we're not going to pay it back. And apparently the question is, before the Supreme Court, does the president have the authority to cancel student loan debt? It's not canceling. Does he have the authority to transfer that debt and that responsibility from the person who signed the contract onto people who did not? That is the question. That is what we're talking about here. Does Joe Biden, as the president, unilaterally, with a stroke of my pen and phone, does he unilaterally have the authority to take the obligation of debt away off of one person and put it on people who did not make that obligation, who did not make that guarantee, who did not make that promise? Does he have that authority? Now, to me, that's a rhetorical question. To me, that's a non-starter. And to me, that can be answered instantaneously. Of course he does not. The government, much less the president, who's supposed to be pretty darn powerless, actually, the government has no power whatsoever to go into a personal contract and to mediate a personal contract at all. When someone goes to a lending institution, whether it is a bank, whether it is a, a credit union, or whether it's Sharky Joe down on the corner. The President of the United States has zero authority to go into that personal contract. None. 
If that contract was made within the confines of the law and student debt was, if that's made within the confines of the law, then the government cannot insert itself in there. And ladies and gentlemen, the last thing in the world you want is to open that door and allow the government to stick its nose in personal contracts. That's what a debt is. It's a personal contract. And the last thing you want is for them to be able to do that. Because I'm going to tell you, they will wreck lives, and they will, listen, listen, they will pick favorites, political favorites. They will. That's the point. Helping their friends, their political friends who will help them, like Ron Nirenberg getting this crap passed in San Antonio. It's going to go soft on crime. He's doing it because he's going to get this Act for SA folks to help him out. This is what politicians do. And the Constitution was written to protect us from this. We are to be protected. So let me just take it one step further. And if you want to call in, feel free, 210-599-5555. Remember to cancel the word cancel. Change it to transfer, because there is no canceling of debt. It is being transferred to others. So somebody went to school. They ran up a lot of debt. They're now a lawyer or they're a doctor, and they want a plumber who did not go to school, who did not go to college. They want that plumber to pay for their debt. It's transferring it off of these wealthy folks who ran up these debts, and it's putting it on the backs of folks who are driving plumbing trucks, driving concrete trucks, working in yards, roofing houses, or talking on the radio. You going to stand for that? We did an uprising in this country against what they're doing to the middle-class working folk in America. So if he can transfer student debt, if he can transfer that, what about car loans? Can he transfer car loans? How many car loans are in America today? How many? Millions? Would it be millions of car loans in America? I bet it is. It's higher than that. Maybe tens of millions? Tens of millions of car loans in America today. Can he transfer car loans onto people who never made that loan? Well, why not? You say, no, he can't, but why can't he? Why not? If he can transfer a student loan debt, why can't he transfer all the car loan debts to everybody who's working out here? Would you like to pay for my car? Would you like to pay for Don's Tesla? Would you like to pay for Jimmy's Ferrari? What about home loans? What about home loans? How many home loans are in America today? How many? Again, would it be millions? Millions of home loans. Can Joe Biden unilaterally, with his pen, can he transfer home loans away from people who made the guarantee that for 30 years or 15 years or whatever, they were going to pay that home loan back? But, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. And do you see the danger now? Because, see, he's going to pick and choose. Just like he refused and continues to refuse to help the Republican voters in East Palestine, you can bet he, won't, he will not forgive the debt of any Republican. It's going to be a far-left radicals that he's going to forgive the debt of. What about home improvement loans? You want to put in a swimming pool? You want to build onto the back of your house? You want to remodel your kitchen and call Giovanni? But you got to have yourself a hundred grand to be able to do it. Can Joe Biden, with a stroke of his pen, transfer that loan to anybody else in America? 
that is what we're talking about. Business loans, payday loans, on and on it goes. He has no authority to do this at all. None at all. Hi, Andrew. You're on KTSA. Good morning. Good morning. I just uh, wondered if you remember what they used to do a long time ago was uh, paper the town with pamphlets explaining how this works. Because there's a lot of people out there that have no clue of how this works. That's right. No, that's what, what I'm doing. actually going to be paying for. I'm papering a town, and I need your help. Please go out there and tell people about it today. Everywhere you go today, Andrew, wherever you are. I will definitely do that for you, sir. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Chris, you're on KTSA. Good morning. Hey, good morning. I just want to know what what's the difference between us sending money to Ukraine and giving money to our own people? You know, and how does that how does that weigh out? Okay, what do you mean though specifically? So, like, if if we send a hundred or nine hundred billion to Ukraine, but yet we could take that nine hundred billion and maybe cancel debt. Maybe yeah. That, you know, maybe we don't give it well, to Ukraine. Maybe well, we give it to ourselves. How about we do neither? How about if somebody says, or, or we don't either. yeah, how about if somebody says, I'm going to make a, a, a loan, I'm going to get a loan, and I promise you I'm going to pay that loan back. How about we, we hold that person accountable for paying that loan back, and we not say to the plumber, we not say to the tree trimmer, we not say to the newsman on the radio or television or whatever, you're responsible for, for Sleepy Joe, you're responsible for Henry, you're responsible for Mary, you're responsible to pay their debt. No, I'm not, and no, you're you're not either, Chris. I hear the sounds in the background. You're out there getting ready for work. It's not your job. Your job is to take care of Chris and Chris's family. And when Chris makes a, a uh, an obligation, when he makes a contract, it's Chris's obligation to live up to it. And if you don't, there are laws in place to hold you accountable. But I'm not accountable for your loan. To hell with that. I ain't paying your loan. <laughs> and not you, Chris. I'm not picking on you. I'm saying we're not accountable for everybody else's loan. And that's what Joe Biden is trying to do. And it's all for politics. He's trying to buy votes. Remember, he did this right before the midterms. He's trying to buy votes like Ron Nirenberg is trying to buy your vote by going soft on crime in San Antonio. These scumbag politicians, wherever they may be, from San Antonio to Washington, D.C., are raiding you, they're robbing you, and they're destroying this country, and we need to put a stop to it. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. This is Mark Sadowski. Say morning news with Trey Ware appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Play it. David Bowie and Stevie Ray Vaughan, my little China girl. I love that song, man. And I love the fact that Stevie's on there. Which leads me into a story that's relevant to what I'm talking about with these loans. I want to share this personal story with you. When I was a young man, I guess I was probably, I don't know, uh, 11, 12 years old, something like that. Um, I was friends with Clifton Jansky who is, uh, well, if you're from San Antonio, you know that name, and you've danced to his music, and Amarillo by morning guy. And I told him I wanted to learn how to play guitar. I had been singing, but I wasn't playing. I wanted to learn. So he said, I'll teach you. And I went to my dad, and I said, hey, I want to I wanna learn guitar. I want to get a guitar. And uh, he said, okay, well, call Clifton and find out what he has, and we'll go get it. Okay. So it was a Fender Stratocaster. 
great guitar. Wish I had it. Dumbest move I ever made was selling that guitar. I have I have one now, but not that one. With a PV Sessions 400 amplifier. Now, that probably doesn't mean anything to you, but for musicians, particularly those in country music, man, that's what you had to have. So I found it, and it was $838 and some change. So I told my dad, $838 and some change for both of them. He said, okay, let's go to the bank. Now, we weren't a wealthy family, but my dad could have paid $838 for a guitar and an amplifier. But he took me to Ken Semlinger at Pan American Bank on Walsman I-35. And we sat down and we made the deal. And I got my little, you remember those little pay books? Where you had to take the stub out every month and you had to write the check? It was $76 and some odd cents every month. And it was the first thing I paid because I loved that guitar. And I knew because I had made that deal, I knew that if I didn't pay that $76, that Mr. Simlinger was going to come get my guitar. And I didn't want that to happen. I loved that guitar. I took care of that guitar. I learned. I went to Clifton's house every afternoon after school and would sit on the edge of his bed, and he taught me how to play. And I didn't want anything to happen to that guitar. You know, I polished it. I cleaned it. I kept it up, you know, and, and I paid for it. And I paid every last bit of that $76 a month, $838 and whatever change it was until it was paid off to Mr. Semlinger at Pan American Bank. The point is, my daddy could have paid for that. He could have, you know, I could have transferred that debt to him. But what I learned was not just when you make a deal, a contract with a man on a loan that you pay that loan back. No, no, what I learned was something far more important. When you give your word to somebody, you tell somebody you're going to do something, you do it. The value is in following through with your word and building that reputation so that people understand that when you say something's going to happen, you know what? It's going to happen. And that is is far more valuable than any gold or any silver or any lottery ticket that you could win is people respecting your word and knowing that your word means what you say it is. So if you made a student loan, then you pay for the student loan, not me. You need the lesson more than I do, more than anybody else listening to us. You pay your own car loan. You pay your own student loan. You pay your own business loan, your own mortgage. Don't look to others to do that. Back in just a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Here in South Texas, we're used to the long summers. 071. So it's going to be 55 times 2, right? <laughs> yeah, it's the uh, Trey Ware walk. That's right. Yeah. So that'll be about 100 slower than what I would normally yeah. take it up I 35. Right, yeah. Right. So it's going to be 55? 55. What is this, 1976? Uh, well, is Jimmy you know. Carter the president? What is going on around here? <laughs> 55? No! Yeah. So it's going to be right here? Yeah, it's going to be uh, the area between uh, 
410 and 3009. No! So. <laughs> I hate you, TxDOT. <laughs> well, you know, as you know, they, they, they're they uh, doing this construction project. Yeah. Which should be wrapped up by the time you're 90. Yeah, and I know. So, uh, by, I'll be driving 55 till I'm 90. Yeah, you know, you can take your, your rascal electric scooter. <laughs> oh, no. Why are you doing yeah, that? They're doing it on purpose. Yeah, probably. Just to mess with you. Yeah, just to mess with so, me. But, you know, it, really, it's not that long of a stretch of road. No, it's you know. too long to go 55. <laughs> <laughs> trying to be positive and you're not helping. Okay, it's going. Let me be honest. It's going to suck. It's it going to suck. Now. Yeah, thank you. It's going to continue to suck. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> See, it's I, never going to stop sucking. I, I was problem. right. It's yeah. it's. It, you know what? It's a universal lifelong suck. It really is. I just what I believe is is that if you want, really want to just deal with the traffic you know, without building new lanes and without double decking like they're going to do and all this other stuff that they're doing, just speed everybody up. Just get just go go fast. Go really, really, really fast, and that solves the traffic problem because you're moving all those cars through there more quickly mm-hmm. instead of going real slow. And look, if you're if you're afraid of going 65 miles an hour, there's lots of access road, tons of access. Just go go down there. There's lots of room down there. Leave the rest of us to go really oh, fast know, up here. You can take the access road. You can, you know, there there are several restaurants if you can want. You can pull Correct. over and have a burger or something. Correct. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. Just right. get off my highway. Yeah. See, I I have an alternative plan for all of that. Uh oh. Yeah, what are you going to do? My my plan to alleviate the traffic issue, and it's real simple. Uh huh. And it's you know not for any one particular person, but right. the population as a whole. Okay. Stop driving like a jerk. Well, that would, <laughs> you that know, would... <laughs> the weaving in and out of traffic. You, you know, know the, the the cutting people off. That's true. You know, I mean, it it, it would help that, that considerably. And you know what else you is happening? Slow down, which s- is illegal as hell. But these trucks are getting in the fast lane. Oh yeah, and they're staying in the fast lane. Yeah, they're, they're not, not supposed, supposed to be. To be. There, right. They are not. Sorry, trucks. I love you, truckers, and I. You, you are the backbone of our economy. But you, you cannot. You're not supposed to be in that left hand lane. And they get in there and they stay there and they camp there, even when there are signs that right. say no trucks in the left hand lane, and they're camped out in the left hand lane, and yeah. that slows down everybody else. Mm-hmm. So and and then you've got other people that get in the left hand lane and then they go really super slow and it slows down everybody else. Right. If you just follow the the rules as they are established, then uh you know, you do it. I can tell you right now there's not there will not be 55 between here and 3009. It's not going to happen. Too many people are coming too fast. Now, I do see right up here on 35 at Eisenhower, I see a lot of police now pulling people over. Yeah, it's I happening every day. Quite a, even uh, this morning, I noticed on the way in, you, you always see one or two at that hour of the day, but this morning there were several pulled uh, over people pulled over right. for whatever reason. Uh, right, but the, uh, more more than usual, that's for sure. Well, so, and, and and that construction zone that we're talking about, and, and you know, I'm I'm good with that being 55 at particular times of the day, but there are other times of the day when there's no traffic and nobody out yeah. there, and there's no reason to go 55. Right. You know, if you want to make it like when workers are present, yep. okay, if you want to make it during morning drive or afternoon drive, mm-hmm. it's less than 55 anyway in that stretch of road during morning drive and afternoon drive. It's yep. probably 30. So if you want to make it 55, that's fine. But when there's no workers present and it's 3 a.m., like when you're coming in, it, it th- that makes absolutely no sense whatsoever to have the speed be 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 that. I mean, if you want to drive that, you can drive that. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't make any sense to have it that unless there's workers there and it's dangerous. Right. As long as it's wide open and there's nobody there, phew, go for it, you yeah. know? Right. 
So anyway, and that you're right because that's going to take how many years is this project supposed uh, to be? I think a million. It's going to take a million years. <laughs> well, you know, when well they, when this project, the Earth is going to burn up and die before this project we will, is we over. We will with. slam into the sun before that's this right. is over. With. It's but, exactly but, right. And, and I, I think I, I may have pointed this out to, to you or 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 Rima or somebody um, when the, the press release first came out that this project was a go. It was a few years back. I remember. And I went in and I said. Notice there's no end date. And so when they, oh, that's right. They know, did not put an end date. No. Because so they, were, they expected to wrap it up. They were talking about like seven years or something, but they yeah. didn't say seven years. They were just yeah. saying, you know, it could be a possibility of seven years or, or whatever. Could be seven. Could be 70. Oh, right. You know, what's but, a few decades because, between exactly, friends? There's no difference. You know, yeah. Right? Between You're already seven, seven. used to it. Right. You know, why not just keep on? Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, we, we really didn't have the infrastructure in place when we started to invite everybody, you know, here everybody come to texas and he's just said no you know yeah. what guys we just don't have any room for that's you. like when you invite people over for thanksgiving and you didn't make enough food well that's the, that's right. that's the way i looked at it I, yeah. I looked at it like a restaurant you know you got to wait outside yeah. <laughs> we'll put your name on a waiting list and as texans die off we'll we'll call you <laughs> we'll, we'll te- give us your phone number and we'll text you, know, you. maybe we'll give you the, a buzzer that's to be <laughs> It's like if you're on a transplant list or something, Craig. Come on. You know? That's right. But maybe that's what they should do. Well, right. You know, at the end of the day, you take a tally. Yeah. This is so morbid, it's disgusting. You take a tally, and then you you contact the hundred or so people that's who right. are waiting to move here. We had a hundred people yeah. die uh, this week. So, yeah, the next... so, so we can we can let a hundred of you in. Oh, God. <laughs> We're going to build a wall around Texas, yeah. and you can only come in. And by the way, I'm still sticking with my deal. You have to live here for... A dozen years before you can vote you cannot come in and you're not allowed to vote make them pay state income tax when they move here to help get these i-35 projects done quicker well yeah yeah you have to pay you have to pay well you know what they're doing that in south carolina by the way have you that's, seen that that's why i brought it up yeah, yeah. they're doing it in south carolina they're passing a law over there five hundred dollar tax that any move-ins have to pay new right. new citizens moving yeah. in have to pay a five hundred dollar tax in order to pay for the infrastructure. I'm I'm for that. There's a new I think I'm good a, with that. A new resident fee when you go get your Texas driver's license and register your vehicle. Okay. For the first time. Well, then I, I say let's do that, yeah. and then you cannot oh, it's vote been for done, twelve Trey, years. Trust me. Really? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. I'm Puro Texas is all yeah, I'm saying, right. and uh, if you guys want to come live here, that's fine, but we'll just have to give you one of those little table buzzers and wait for it to buzz and the lights to go off before sure. we let you in. we got to have a few people die before you can get in you here. Could, you could be driving down the New York State Thruway, that buzzer goes off, you run home. Exactly. And you have a certain amount of time yes. to pack your crap and exactly. get here. You know what? Right. We'll give you 24, I, you know, I like 24 hours. Yeah, I like, well, you know, it'll be a little longer nope. than that. Nope. It took me three days to drive here. No, so. no, 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 24 hours because that'll keep them with everything in the u-haul ready to go yeah see okay 24 hours loaded up keep it all in one of those pods because that's what they do at a restaurant if you don't show up within a reasonable amount of time they move on to the next guy on the The list just comes in right we we should manage our state's growth like restaurants manage their tables okay right and so we can't have you sitting here too long (laughs) right we're going to keep coming by and saying, do you need anything else? <laughs> Hold on. Can I, I have, get you something else? I have the governor's email up here on my screen. <laughs> oh, no, he listens. Okay, wait, he listens. Do you, do you remember last week when I was saying that we ought to confiscate the cars? Yeah, remember that? Right. Of these people that are doing this stuff? And then like two days later, he comes out and he goes, you know, uh, 
I heard about this really good idea. We ought to confiscate cars. He listens. <laughs> yeah, His go. wife grew up in San Antonio. Yeah. He he uh he was actually listening when he began his his run for governorship and called me and had me do his intro downtown right. for the for the very first uh time he was running. It was at the restaurant down on the Riverwalk. Yeah, we were at La Vita. Yep. And uh, so anyway, I you know Hold he's on. he's listening right here. Governor Abbott, Trey has another harebrained idea. And it's wonderful. <laughs> and it'll work. We have to empty the state. We have too many people here. Too many. There has to be an application process. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. They have, be, they have to be vetted before and, they come And in. we'll take blood too. All right. <laughs> quick quick break. I got more on the other side, I think. 210-599-5555. Okay. Fellas, do something for yourself. Yesterday, I had a conversation with one of the doctors over at Fella Health. It was awesome. FellaHealth.com. Had a great 30-minute conversation. It didn't have to be that long, but, man, we got into the conversation. We started talking about sports. We started about this, that, and the other. And then we started talking about health and doing things that are healthy for you, for me, in this situation. And because I'm reclaiming all that, you know me, man. I like to I like to work out. I like to live healthy. I like to be healthy. I like to look healthy. I want to live a long time to be here for my wife. I want to be in a great physical condition so I can do things for her for a long and the grand grand girls. So that's why I am a part of FellaHealth.com. FellaHealth.com. This is a program designed for fellas. All right. This is not some little deal. You're going to eat the tiny little portions of food about that big, sissified, brought to your front door. Nope. These are coaches and doctors coming together to get you on the right track and helping you stay on the right track so you look better, so you feel better, but more importantly, you're healthy and you're not huffing and puffing getting in and out of the truck anymore. You can do this, and it doesn't take all the time in the world. It doesn't take. Doesn't take all this money in the world. In fact, I'm going to buy your first month, okay? I'm going to buy your first month at fellahealth.com. Log on, fellahealth.com, and type in my name, where, W-A-R-E, and I'm going to buy your first month. And it's risk-free. You try it out for six months. If you don't like it, you get out of it, and I'll give you your money back. How's that sound? It's a win-win. You cannot lose with this deal. Check it out today, fellahealth.com. My name is where, W-A-R-E. Very warm today with a high about 90. Going to be warm tomorrow and wind with a chance of an afternoon thunderstorm and 83 for the high and sunny and 77 on Friday. 71 right now, KTSA. Good morning. We'll start with some good news. They- I agree with the New York mayor. No. Can't be possible. But I would agree with the New York mayor, Eric Adams. Okay, we're going to find out in a second. 622 Trey Ware, KTSA. So Donald Trump is soaring over his challengers in the uh, in the run to be president. Uh, he's leading his closest challenger, Ron DeSantis, who's not even a declared challenger, <laughs> by 18%. No, nobody else is even close. And when asked who they would want as the second choice, Trump followers say DeSantis and vice versa for him. Christopher Ray, this is cut number five. The FBI director says, yes. Yes, COVID came from a lab in Wuhan. Yes. So, uh, as you note, Brett, uh, the FBI has for uh, quite some time now assessed that the origins of the pandemic are most likely a potential lab incident in Wuhan. Let me step back for a second. You know, the FBI has folks, agents, professionals, analysts, virologists, microbiologists, etc., who focus specifically on the dangers 
of biological threats, which include things like novel viruses like COVID, uh, and the concerns that, that in the wrong hands, some bad guys, a hostile nation state, a terrorist, a criminal, the threats that those could pose. So here you're talking about a potential leak from a Chinese government-controlled lab that killed millions of Americans. Okay. And that's precisely what that capability uh, was well, designed for. All right, for. Chris, thank you. We appreciate that. Uh, bottom line is they created it, they released it, they put it out here. They wanted to bring down the West, and they wanted to harm our economy because they were getting kicked right where it hurt the worst by the current president, not Joe Biden, Donald Trump at that time, and they wanted to bring him down as well because he was actively working against China. And so that's what happened, folks. And it's not racist to say so. It's truthful to say so. I don't care what Joe and Mika say. They can call me a racist all day long. It has nothing to do with the color of their skin or the country they live in other than they created it and released it. And they did it on purpose, and you're not going to convince me. Well, you know, but, but show me to be wrong. Go ahead. Train carrying more than 30,000 gallons of propane fuel to rails in Florida yesterday with propane going everywhere. If you want to know why all this stuff and all this chaos is going on, all you got to do is look up 15-minute cities. Just Google it and take a look. 15-minute cities. So when they come through in their authoritarian state and they start saying, it's unsafe for you to live here in East Palestine, Ohio. It's unsafe for you to live here. It's unsafe for you to live there. It's unsafe for you to You need to go over here and live in this city where you'll own no car. In fact, as Klaus Schwab says, you'll own nothing and you'll love it. You'll live in a 15-minute city where you walk to work. You walk to the grocery store. You don't have any possessions that are yours. By the way, the air in East yeah, it's 15-minute cities. Look it up. The air in East Palestine, Ohio, has high concentrations of nine harmful chemicals. Wait a minute. The EPA says it's all good over there. People showing up with rashes and lung conditions and heart palpitations and voices that are sounding like they're on helium. Lori Lightfoot is out in Chicago. She says she was mistreated, treated unfairly. Why would anybody treat her unfairly up there? Because she's a black woman. That's why. Being a black woman in America, it ain't fair, she said. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Chicago will remain the world's killing field because two radical leftists are going to run off in April. Chicago's position as a killing field for the world is safe. Do I agree with Mayor Adams? Cut number one. Let's see. If we are bringing our best fight in the ring, we would not have homeless in this city. We would not have a crisis of domestic violence. We would not have children because when we took prayers out of schools, guns came into schools. Whoa, 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 whoa! Did he just say that? <laughs> when we took prayer out of school, guns replaced prayer. Holy smokes, baby! Good on him, because he's a million percent correct. Removing prayer from school caused a void, and it's been filled with hell and demons ever since. And look at our schools now. Look at what we have now. He's absolutely right.
I think Joe probably knows this. Let's see. Uh, cut number four, Joe Biden. Remember, a couple of days ago, Joe was saying, hey, I may be a Biden boy, but I ain't stupid. Well, let's see what he said yesterday. I'm talking about. Yeah. When people have a problem, uh-huh. they, uh, they've got your number, uh-huh. they knock on your door. Right. Not only you, but your spouses can't go to the grocery store, the gas station, uh-huh. can't show up at the, without, well, what's the, can you fix my such and such? A what? <laughs> he also said he's going to raise taxes, and then and then he tells this really creepy story. And 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 Don, uh, I I'll have to check with your wife on on this technique. He tells a really creepy story of this nurse of his that used to get down and blow in his nostrils just to make sure that he had life in his body. She she would come into my room every day. He said, "Blow into my nostrils," and then she went home and she got her own pillow. And put her own pillow from her bed underneath my head. See where these nurses are? They blow in your nostrils. I don't know. I haven't done a whole lot of time in hospitals, but I've never had a nurse blow in my nostrils. (laughs) (laughs) Joe, you're crazy. You really are certifiable. You really ought to be locked up somewhere that, that's safe for you and the rest of the world. America is a nation that yeah. can be defined in a single word. Uh-huh. I was going to put him in uh, foot, foot, Excuse me. Yeah. I think what we need is somebody to blow in his nostrils real quick. That might clear it all out. Hey, Dietz Tractor Company has some crazy deals on mowers right now because it's mowing season. Have you noticed? Have you looked out and seen the rag tag of the front yard a little bit? It's kind of raggy. Yep. Well, Deets Tractor Company has over 160 mowers to choose from. Deets Tractor is your one-stop shop for high-quality zero-turn mowers. We're talking about the best mowers that money can find and those that are designed specifically for your job. Not one you know, cookie-cutter approach fits all. No, no. Deets Tractor Company has multiple different styles of mowers, so you can get the job done. And they've got the LS Tractor. And right now with the LS Tractor, they got all kinds of incentives like $6,900 off. You can also get a loader to go with that LS tractor absolutely free as well, and Dietz has all the details about it. They're on I-10 in Seguin. They're down at the rodeo and also online at DietzTractor.com. Hello, Connecticut. May I have 6.38 now at KTSA. It is Wednesday. Joe Biden speaking yesterday said... I'm talking about when people have a problem, they uh, they've got your number, mm-hmm. they knock on your door. Mm-hmm. Not only you, but your spouses can't go to the grocery store, the gas station, can't show up at the without. Well, what's the, can you fix my such and such? Such and such and All right, well, let's try to get our interpreter in here. A man who speaks gibberish, I guess. Maybe he understands gibberish. Uh, He's a uh, he's a white boy, but he's not stupid, ladies and gentlemen. John Hayward from <laughs> Every day, John. Every day, there's a new one. <laughs> See, I knew I should have taken gibberish too when I was in college. Yeah. I only took gibberish one. <laughs> I, I should have continued my undergraduate studies. Right, right. Awesome. I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's so there's so much going on in the world that we could probably use a coherent president to weigh in on right now, and oh. we get this. Oh yeah, man! And of course, number two's not any better. She was just laughing and uh, hackling and being stupid again yesterday. I, I tell you what, I want to talk to you about though, and get your thoughts on. 
uh, is something that I've believed now for years, and I've said I believed it for years, and that is China created it in a lab in Wuhan. China released it. China wanted to get it onto the West to uh, harm our economy and to harm the current pre- or the president then, and that was Donald John Trump. And th- it worked, and they did it. That's what I believe, and, and I'm challenging and have been for now almost three years challenging somebody to prove me wrong, and we're finding out more and more that that's right. Right, but now we have the FBI director publicly stating what I think has been long rumored, that the FBI believes with, with a high degree of confidence that it was a laboratory leak from Wuhan, not a low degree of confidence. It's a semantic game that they play in Washington, but Christopher Ray, the FBI director, said they had a higher degree of confidence in that assessment. China lost their minds when he said that and started yelling that U.S. intelligence has no credibility, but it's China that has no credibility, and that's what amazes me. How can anybody out there, leaving aside politics and who's in Beijing's payroll and who wants to get Donald Trump, but just talking about people and some scientists and whatnot, how does anybody give China any benefit of the doubt whatsoever after they were repeatedly caught destroying evidence, falsifying records, refusing to cooperate. You've got a perp acting like they're guilty. They threw the murder weapon out in the ocean. You know, they've, they've been caught destroying evidence at the scene of the crime. And people say, well, yeah, but we should still give them the benefit of the doubt. And let's say that it's probably spread by an animal that we still can't find after three years of the greatest animal hunt in history. We still can't find the animal that supposedly spread it. I don't think there's any really sober, rational person at this point in the world that doubts lab leak. That is the answer. Well, Dr. Redford made it absolutely clear uh, two days ago on Martha McCallum's show. He was comparing SARS and MERS. Remember, he's been saying this for a long time that it came out of the, the lab. And, you know, he's owed all kinds of apologies now. But he said that uh, SARS and MERS, that the difference between that and COVID is that SARS and MERS was never taught how to go human to human. So we're now down to less than 10,000 SARS and MERS cases around the world. Less than 10,000. That's that's nothing. He said somebody, a human being in a white lab coat, had to teach COVID how to go human to human. That happened in a lab. That does not happen in nature. I believe that. I believe that to be true. I look, And, and the only uh, evidence that I need right now is the current fentanyl crisis with that crap originating in China. They have declared war on us, John. Right. They're using chemical weapons on us, so why wouldn't they use biological weapons? You know, it just stands to reason. And this is important, not just because we don't want China to get away with it or or we want to punish them, because nobody is. I mean, let's be honest. They're too powerful. They're too malevolent. They have too many American politicians, media people, business people in their back pockets. Nothing's really going to happen to China, even if we found a smoking gun that said they deliberately released the coronavirus. Not much would actually happen to them. But it is important going forward, because you have the Biden administration babbling about signing on to some global treaty for pandemics and creating some new pandemic super organization that's going to control everything in the future. And you know damn well China's going to end up in control of that. They're going to publicly demand a leadership role because they claim to be the greatest coronavirus fighters on earth with their falsified reports of the coronavirus. And then with the, behind the scenes, you know how they subvert and infiltrate global organizations. So we're going to end up belonging to some group that, that erodes our sovereignty and China's going to run it. And we need to be looking at what they've done in the past 
past before we make a, a terrible decision like that. They are after global domination, and uh, what was going on at that time was Donald Trump was knocking them down. Donald Trump was isolating them. Donald Trump was taking away their power. Donald Trump was going after their economy. He was repatriating all the kinds of of uh, manufacturing right back to the United States. He was working on China, something he had been talking about since the mid-1990s. China couldn't have that, nor could the industrial-military complex, because he was also getting us out of war. So, yeah, I, I think that it was done on purpose, and I, I, I think that whether you and I live long enough to actually hear the truth of all this, I think eventually the truth must come out, that they did uh, manufacture this, and they did unleash it in order to go after the West, not just the United States, but the West, and the American president. I believe it. And whatever their intentions at the time, you have to think that China is pretty happy overall with the outcome. They're getting what they wanted. The rest of the world was willing to cripple their economies with these lunatic lockdown policies, which really helped China get a leg up. You know, and in the years to come, it's going to continue to be an advantage for them. And they have used the coronavirus to spread authoritarianism as an ideology. There is no question that the entire world is significantly more authoritarian today than it was in 2019. And that, that is a tremendous triumph for China. You don't have a conspiratorial bone in your body. I've been talking to you for years. You don't have a tinfoil hat back in the closet anywhere, anything like that. Um, I, I have been following these nut job stories for years, and many of them have come true. And I'm not a conspiratorial guy either, but I see this stuff start to happen, and you just got to go, wow. I mean, <laughs> people were talking about this years ago or decades ago, and now this stuff is, is coming true. I have to ask you, knowing that, knowing that you're a solid thinker, what in the hell is going on in our country with all the train derailments and the, and, and the manufacturing plants that are catching on fire and the food manufacturing plants that are catching on fire? Is all this just some sort of, you know, circumstantial stuff that, you know, well, it just happens? Or is something intentionally being done to our infrastructure in this country that is going to affect us for years? What is happening? infrastructure is highly vulnerable so it's really not that hard for even relatively uh, you know disorganized not a-list terrorist groups pressure groups environmentalist radicals you name it to go out and sabotage trains and things like that they're highly vulnerable but on top of that we've had these scam operations running from big government for decades now where they keep grabbing 100 billion 500 billion a trillion for infrastructure and then it never gets spent on infrastructure it all goes into slush funds it all disappears down rat holes to this day nobody knows where a lot of the money from Barack Obama's trillion dollar infrastructure bill went and we're all supposed to just accept that. The media just says, oh, no big deal. It's just politics as usual. Well, this is the end result. We spend through the nose on quote-unquote infrastructure, but no infrastructure actually gets built or improved and then the politicians come back and point at the same problems they haven't fixed for 30 years and say, give us another trillion dollars. So, I mean, that's a big part of the problem. Our government is comprehensively inept despite its titanic size and gigantic amounts of money that it has and it can't do things like build railroads, like build factories on a decent timetable with reasonable quality. It's just incapable of it. It sure is crazy right now. We're living in some crazy times when we see everything that's going on, and uh, I guess it's all you know, the bills coming due now for not paying for all that stuff and taking care of it over the years. It's either that or, like you said, some radical environmentalist terrorists are doing some crazy stuff as well, like shoving those sheaves down in the railroad spikes and stuff like that, causing these trains to come off the tracks. I think it could be a, a, a combination of the two. 
We have a corrupt government that doesn't do what it says it's supposed to do with our money, that rips off the American taxpayer. And we got some crazy folks out there who have agendas, and they're working toward those agendas. I can, I can see where both could be true at the same time. Sure, and the government is really not very good at providing security. No. We have all kinds of problems with people opposing the police, with the, you know, that problem in municipal areas. The government security agencies have all been politicized and weaponized, but you notice the politicized, weaponized FBI isn't all that good at dealing with actual threats to the homeland. You know, that it's all of a piece. It's all coming together. This is the sum of all those things. Great stuff, man. That's why I love having you on. John, thank you. We'll talk next week. Thanks very much for having me. John Hayward, Breitbart.com, Breitbart.com, and John Hayward, check him out. Stevens Roofing, check them out as well. Your roof covers your home and your family, and it matters who you hire to do the work on your roof. And Stevens Roofing is the company that does make a difference because they're a San Antonio company. They understand our weather here. They understand that, like, tomorrow we're going to have storms come through tomorrow afternoon with wind over 50 miles per hour in some of the area tomorrow afternoon. That's going to be tough on roofs tomorrow. So you'll want to have Stevens Roofing come out and give you a free roof inspection after that wind comes through tomorrow. That's going to be very important because some folks, and it might be you, will have missing shingles, will have some damage to the decking, some of the felt might be gone, all those kind of things. So you want to make sure you get in touch with Stevens Roofing, and you can even call them today and have them come out Friday morning or next week sometime to look at your roof after that wind comes through. Think ahead now, and Stevens is going to be there, and it doesn't cost you anything to get that free roof inspection from the best in San Antonio. In fact, the best in Texas. Stevens Roofing, call them today at 210-785-0994. San Antonians love a good party, and the vol- when John Hagee says the Pledge of Allegiance, you can tell he means it. <laughs> He's not messing around. He's serious about that. Thank you, Pastor. Appreciate it very much. 654, Trey Ware, KTSA. Okay, a couple of quick stories before we go to Ware and Ryman coming up at the top of the hour. The Smithsonian is planning what they're calling an ode to women on the National Mall. That's right. Ode to women. They're going to make like a, like a museum kind of thing at the National Mall in D.C. They do not have a determined site. They do not have a building, but they have raised $55 million in gifts from big money to go ahead and build the Ode to Women in Washington, D.C. And of course, of course, men, because it is 2023, men who are pretending to be women will be featured prominently in the Ode to Women, to the American woman. Come see the American woman. Here's a statue. And I'm sure it's going to be a dude in a dress with a beard will be the ode to American women. (laughs) People are either going to laugh at us or cry when they find all the ruins of this country in a couple of hundred years. You know, maybe a little bit of both. Pennsylvania Republicans are calling on John Fetterman to appear on camera to prove he's alive. You know what? I'm with him. I'm with him. I don't put it past the Democrats, man. I don't. Just show yourself on Zoom, man. You don't really have to say much. Just show yourself on Zoom. Woody Harrelson. I don't think anybody should have the right to demand that you're forced to do the testing, forced to wear a mask, forced to get vaccinated three years on. Let's be done with this nonsense. Should have been done three years ago, but you're right. Thank you very much. Woody. All right, so do you love or do you hate Martin Cooper, or is it a love-hate relationship you have with Martin Cooper? You don't know who Martin Cooper is. Martin Cooper lives in Barcelona, Spain right now, but Martin Lu- uh, Martin Cooper, 50 years ago, 
stood in Times Square. He had something in his hand that, well, had an antenna sticking out of the end of it. He punched some buttons that had numbers on them. This is big creation that he held up to his ear. Yep, Martin Cooper invented the cell phone and made the first call 50 years ago. He's now sounding off about his creation. He's worried about what it's done to us, the loss of privacy, Internet addiction, harmful content aimed at children. Quote, we don't have any privacy anymore because everything about us is recorded. Again, he made the first call from a handheld portable phone, 1973. By the way, the phone the phone weighed two and a half pounds and was 11 inches long. Warren Rima coming up next, KTSA. Did you hear about the up to $2,000